Hello, Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? If you're new here, my name is Uime. I'm a life coach for working moms who want to navigate career, motherhood, and life without burnout. And I get to do really cool stuff and help them blow their own minds with their results. I'm so glad you could join me. If you're an OG listener, you know I only got love for you. Thank you for being here again. Today, we're going to talk about a dirty little secret. (laughs) That's not so dirty and it's not so secret either, but we all think it is and that's anger. We're going to talk about how to deal with anger and I really wanted to talk about this because anger has come up a lot in my conversation with women lately, moms, some of them are not moms and I just noticed this subtle thread (laughs) that I think will be helpful to unpack on the podcast because yeah, It's not a dirty little secret. We might as well just talk about it and set everyone else free, shall we? Before we get started, I'm just going to start by saying that I'm not an anger expert. I'm not an expert in anger management at all. So if you're struggling with uncontrollable anger, please seek appropriate help with someone who is trained to help you manage, to help you navigate that safely. What I'm going to share on the podcast today is based on my own experience, having worked through anger and experience from coaching my clients who have experienced anger, who struggle with shame for feeling angry, and who have gained the skills to help them navigate and manage anger safely. So feel free to take what resonates with you, leave what doesn't. Okay? All right. Let's just start by defining anger. Again, y'all know if you've listened to the podcast for a while, I like to make sure that we're all on the same page so that we all know where we're going. Okay? Anger is simply an intense emotion. We experience anger when we think that something has gone wrong or someone has done something wrong to us or to other people. And that ignites a feeling in us. Notice the word think. That's what I used. It's an emotion that we experience when we think that something has gone wrong or someone has done something wrong. I think it's such an important distinction and I'm going to come back to it in a minute. But first, I want to just say that just like other emotions, anger is normal. Just like we feel sad, we feel happy, we feel, I don't know, elated, joy, all of them. At its core, anger is simply a signal to our bodies, to our brains, just like other emotions, to pay attention. And in this case, it's typically something that you perceive as bad or wrong. Now, as I've done my own work and I've coached quite a few women around this topic, including other things, I truly just believe that anger is a mask for other emotions that make us feel vulnerable or like we're losing control. So it typically is masking something else that we already feel uncomfortable about and then we try to override that, right? So when you're feeling at a loss, when you're feeling sad, sometimes you might be feeling anxious or fearful and you don't want to express it. You might be feeling embarrassed and you don't want to express it so then you use anger as that mask. And we'll talk about why that happens in a bit but I want to share a story because I think it's so poignant to what we're talking about today. A while back, I could feel myself getting quite angry and I couldn't figure out why. And for me, because for years, anger was a very constant emotion in my life. 
I'm onto myself because of that. And I remember just being really upset and my daughter said something and I snapped, which was unlike me, right? And she was like, mom, are you okay? And I remember thinking, no, I'm not. But then I can't seem to figure out why I I don't feel okay. And that even made me feel angrier. (laughs) So I did what I've trained myself to do. And I've also coached my clients to do this too. I quickly just checked in with myself. So I apologized obviously to her, but I checked in with myself and I just asked myself, what am I really feeling right now? It took a minute because of course my daughter caught me feeling angry. I started to feel a little bit of, you know, embarrassment like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. And when I checked in with myself, it felt like I was a bit overwhelmed and I was losing control because I had this looming deadline for some PowerPoint presentation I had to do as part of my project. And I had planned, you know, how long it was going to take. And then things changed last minute, which if you're a perfectionist and you can relate to this, I had a problem with, right? I like to have things planned out and it takes me a minute to adjust when things go unplanned. Like I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it takes me a little bit of a, ooh, slap in the face. And then I'm like, okay, It's fine. But with the pressure of the looming deadline and everything else that was happening, that just set me off. But I was also too busy to notice. And by the time I got home that day, you know, the kids started swarming me. And this one's telling me the story of who did what and what didn't happen and how somebody did this. I was just like done, right? Like my pot was overflowing and I couldn't do it anymore. So, All to say, it is easy to default to anger when you're really just trying to navigate the chaos of motherhood and you have a million other things that you're doing, right? For me, I love having a busy and full life. I love doing a lot of things. That has never been a problem. It's just learning to navigate that chaos because when you have multiple things going on at the same time, it can feel challenging to notice subtle changes in your emotions or things that are impacting you, especially when you don't give yourself or you don't get into the practice or you forget to give yourself a moment just to meet the basic need of your soul. So you might feel sad, frustrated, you might feel embarrassed or ashamed, but you try to shove it down and the more you ignore it, the more your brain turns up the volume and then you get angry, which typically solves the problem, which is why you tend to go to anger because anger is loud. Anger is mostly recognizable. Anger cannot be ignored. Anger works. (laughs) That's the funny part about this whole thing is that it works. It also is that it works. It also makes it easy for you to like bypass the whole emotional mud and just blame other people for always needing you or resenting them for not helping you out, saying unkind things about people who tend to push your buttons that they don't have, you know, they don't respect you, even though you haven't told them your boundaries, but somehow you believe you're justified in what you say or how you feel about them because they should just know. They should just know here and quote, this is what people tell me all the time. Oh, they should just know why do I need a boundary? I'm like, 
they they're doing it because you didn't tell them, right? Right? And now another one that's really going to be popular or if it hasn't started already is just how to eat healthy, right? We're in the spring summer time in North America and we're all going to start feeling that itch to do something and eat healthy and do something about our bodies. We know this, right? Anger is universally understood. And sometimes I'd even say that you really don't need to explain why you're angry. Like it's almost like you're angry and people get it. They're like, okay, she's angry. Let's just leave her alone, right? (laughs) So if this is all just common and normal, why are we still afraid of feeling angry? Why are we still afraid of anger? And I think it's because we've been conditioned to believe that feeling angry is bad, right? We see about we see it, we hear about it all the time. Anger is bad. We see stereotypes of the types of people who are filled with anger and we want to avoid becoming like those people at all costs, right? If you showed someone who is angry to a little kid, they understand, but notice their automatic reaction or response to that person. They want to avoid the person. They automatically think the person is bad because the person is angry. But for me, I always think about it this way. If anger is a mask emotion, the experts would call it a secondary emotion. I'm always curious to know what is the emotion that came before the anger, right? Because sometimes the shift is so subtle. And I think that this is something that happens to us when we're children. When you're a child and you feel those other emotions, but you don't have the words to express them, maybe you get shut down or ignored or just not listened to. You might revert to anger. Again, notice because anger is easily recognizable. Anger grabs attention. And I'm even noticing this with my five-year-old. It's so funny. I mean, it's not funny for her, but it's funny for me. just saying that. I remember when my oldest was her age and she would get angry. I used to be so scared. I used to be so embarrassed and I would think, oh my gosh, she's going to grow up to be this angry person and I'm going to be a terrible mom. Yada, yada, yada. However, it's very fascinating for me to see and notice how I'm responding differently to my five-year-old right now. So sometimes I'll notice her get frustrated when her older sisters don't listen to her or they're asking her to do stuff, which is the funniest part, and she really doesn't want to do it. And then they'll pull out the I'm older than you card. (laughs) Does this happen in your homes? (laughs) Or is it just me? And I'll just notice her go from just like, right, that feeling. And then she'll start feeling frustrated And then her tone and behavior just change and she just gets angry. And it's so cute because her body is so little, but the intensity of the anger (laughs) is what typically makes me want to laugh. Of course, I don't laugh in front of her, but in my brain, I'm like, isn't this interesting? Obviously, I then, you know, go and talk to her and we try and work it out. But it's always so fascinating for me just to watch. Because I think a lot of us act that way. We're just in larger bodies, right? We're just older. 
and we're just in bigger bodies, but it's all the same thing. And the solution isn't to be afraid of anger. The solution isn't to avoid feeling angry. The solution is to learn to navigate the anger and also navigate and process all those other emotions safely. And this brings me to the whole point of this podcast, which is just how do we deal with it? How to deal with anger? I firmly believe that anger starts with a thought. And now one thing I've noticed is that sometimes it can be challenging to try to notice that thought, the thought that leads to the anger, the thought that creates the emotion of anger. So when I'm coaching women, when I'm working with people, we will go through the emotion route. And I find that sometimes it's easier. It's an easier, um, it's less of a barrier to entry, if you want to call it that. So we go through the emotions and usually we would start with just slowing down and paying attention because when you really think about it, anger is never the problem. It just makes it easy to avoid the real problem. If you want to find the real problem, you want to find the real emotion. So think about a wounded animal that's just laying down and whining for help. Maybe a dog, maybe a cat, I don't know, some other pet. When you go to help that animal, sometimes its immediate reaction is to lash out at you in anger. But beyond the anger, like if you look in the eyes, if you see the body, you might notice that maybe it's feeling anxious, maybe it's feeling fear, or even just like pain from whatever, you know, being wounded. And maybe it's just feeling pain from being wounded. And if you're trying to help it, you want to be able to navigate through its anger and it lashing out at you to get to help it, to help it feel better. So you want to slow down and pay attention. And then you want to notice and allow yourself to feel angry. I just talked about why we don't need to be afraid. Start to notice every time you feel angry. And it might feel a little bit scary at first because maybe you've never even allowed yourself to feel angry or maybe you grew up in a household where people got angry all the time and, you know, they did really bad stuff or people ended up getting hurt. So if this is your experience, I want you to know that it's valid. It makes total sense that you would be afraid. And I also want you to know that you are always in control, right? So this isn't, I'm feeling angry. I'm just going to lash out at people. It's, I feel angry right now. My anger wants to be seen. My anger wants to be acknowledged. How can I allow myself to do that, right? And it goes back to just talking to yourself, talking to your inner child, to create that safety to allow yourself to express the anger. And you might notice thoughts about yourself or feeling angry. I've had clients tell me that this, it feels dirty, it feels shameful, it feels irresponsible, which is very interesting. Or it's not Christianly. (laughs) That's the one that makes me laugh the most because I think about the story of Jesus getting angry and throwing people's stuff on the ground and just turning tables over because they were selling in the temple. Like, what? Who does that? If Jesus did it, you can feel angry too. Okay? (laughs) I just want you to know that the thoughts that make you feel shameful or make you, 
I just want you to know that the thoughts that make you feel ashamed, that make you feel like feeling angry is dirty, that make you feel like feeling angry is irresponsible, those thoughts are not yours. There are things that you've learned from other people or the media or what you've read. They don't belong to you and you have ultimate authority to agree with them or not agree with them. And then beyond just noticing, you want to create that safe space to express the anger. How does your anger want to be expressed? If you've allowed yourself to feel it, you might notice that it's not as intense as you thought, right? So can you scream into a pillow? Can you draw? I love drawing. My five-year-old, that's always her thing, is once she has that intense emotion, she'll go draw something, which is so helpful because then we get an avenue to be able to express ourselves. Emotions are just a lot of vibrational energy going on in our body. And sometimes, depending on the intensity, we might need to shake them off to move on. And once they're processed that way, then we can just move on. I remember I've, 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 had, I've had clients do this in session with me because they don't feel safe doing it on their own. So then we would either talk about bringing a pillow to session, bring crayons, and whatever works for them. I remember this one client who was so afraid of her anger, she thought she's going to get into this rage fit and throw things and break things. And like, no, you're in control. Let's just explore. And then she screamed into a pillow. And she had, I don't even know how long, it took her minutes of just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing because for the first time in over 40 years, she allowed herself to express her anger without putting on the blanket of shame or feeling irresponsible. She laughed so hard. It was funny. I just started laughing too. And it's always so interesting because people tell me, oh, well, it's not as bad as I thought. And it's true. It's just that simple. It just feels scary because our human brain wants to keep us safe. So if you grew up again, believing that there are certain types of people or groups of people who get angry and that they're bad people, your brain is going to want to keep you from becoming one of those people. And it makes total sense. So now that you've created that space to express your anger, you want to work your way up to getting to the root cause of that anger, which this is where the thought comes in, right? If you can't get through With thought at the beginning, start with the emotion and then you can come in with the thought. Or if the thought is an easier path for you, that's fine too. So you can just ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Your brain will tell you you're angry. You agree with it and then you ask, what else? And I I always find this interesting because when we ask what else, sometimes we shut down. We're like, oh, forget it. No, let's go do something else. Or we might start to cry or we just like try to quickly shake it off and just skip, you know, go for a run, go to exercise. And these are not terrible things. But when you want to go to the root cause, you want to move beyond just noticing. You want to move beyond awareness. 
Some of you have been stuck in awareness and noticing your anger for years and noticing, oh, I feel angry, but you've not allowed yourself to move beyond that awareness. And this is about moving beyond awareness. Again, your anger wants to be seen just like joy and happiness and sadness. It wants to be seen. So see it. Ask your brain, how am I really feeling? What's the emotion here? Where am I feeling like my need hasn't been met? And then it'll show you. And then you can think about what is the thought behind that. Right? And then just write down, this is what we do, a brain dump. Write down all of the things that your brain offers you. It might tell you that, you know, your child was not putting their shoes on at the right time. Your partner was not helping out. Your boss gave you way too much work. All of that stuff is what's creating the primary emotion that contributed to the anger. So write it all down. Don't judge. Don't criticize. Don't try to make sense of it at all. Just get it all out. That clarity alone will make all of the difference. So don't skip it. And next, you want to ask yourself, what do I have the time, energy, and resources to address right now? What do I need to plan for? What do I need help to address? What can I notice and let go of? So if we go back to what I talked about right at the beginning, anger wants us to pay attention just like other emotions. So when you have these four questions, start to pull out from your list what goes under what question. Maybe your child not putting on, (laughs) you know, putting on their shoes at the right time is something you can address now. Or if maybe your child is struggling with tying their shoelaces, that's why they're always late, you can address by teaching them or You can get someone else who knows how to do it better to do it. This is how we deal with anger. This is how we create space for us to listen to ourselves. So don't miss this step of asking yourself those four questions. That's your roadmap. And then you get to work on all of those things depending on your space and time and whatever you think you can do. All right, my friends, this is how we deal with anger. Anger wants to be seen. You're not bad for feeling it. And if you found this helpful, don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You just scroll to the bottom of the player and click the stars and write a few words to help other women know that you found this valuable. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. And as always, keep thriving.